0: Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to
1: partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, uh, tonight I want to take just a moment before Pastor Heron comes tonight and uh, share with you that we have a little transition that's going to be taking place in the not too distant future, and that is Pastor Heron and Sarah. Um, he came to me roughly two years ago, and uh, they've been with us 12 years. Could you give them a, give up a little something there? moved here from Hawaii by way of Tulsa. <laughs> There's got to be something good going on to leave all that, you know, but um, been with us um, 12 years, about two years ago, he came to me and shared with me in, a, in his heart, God has put a desire in his heart to, to pastor, and they feel drawn and led back to his home state, which is Texas, and kind of in particular, they... They feel a, a drawing towards central Texas, um, Austin area, and around, around in there. And so they're praying about that. They've got a number of things in motion, checking all of that out. And um, so we believe that, you know, moves like that have to do with direction, first of all, and then timing. And so they feel like the timing is is closer and closer. Tonight is not goodbye. Tonight is just to kind of let you in on, on, you know, what they feel the Lord is and we don't play with that. You know, I don't get up here and say, oh, I fired them Tuesday, but they said the Lord let. <laughs> lo- no, that, there, there's no trouble. There's nothing like that. This is the leading of God uh, to go in to do something. So they, um, there are a number of things set in motion. Their house is on the market. And if you want it, pay them good money and you can have it. And the um, <laughs> house is on the market. And they are, they're currently um, trying to find the right fit. Um, he believes that he is there to go and pastor an existing church that would be in need of a pastor. I think he will be a fine pastor, a wonderful pastor. <laughs> absolutely. Not only a very engaging and thoughtful uh, and thorough teacher of God's Word, but he loves God's people. And he's been such a part of our outreach throughout our, our community in so many ways. And uh, that's a pastor. That's a pastor. And uh, you don't see her as much up here or so forth. But Sarah is just has the gift of hospitality. And is just a brilliant, cultured, precious uh, woman and dear friend. So um, they, whoever gets them is going to be really, 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 really blessed. So you be praying the sale of their house, the right fit for them in the right place, the right timing. And then, of course, a place to live out there. And um, we're, you know, all of that is starting in motion. He is still on staff with us, and uh, we're just, you know, coordinating, cooperating with them just as far as the timing of all that. We want to make that an honorable departure um, for them, and then a wonderful landing somewhere in Central Texas, and uh, if it, or wherever the Lord would have them. But they feel that's that's the drawing where where God would have them. So I wanted to take just a moment. Would you both join me, and then I'll just pray for you. And then, um, and this is not goodbye yet, okay? They'll still be around, but we just wanted to get you informed so that they can freely begin to work toward that. And we want to pray for those things that we just mentioned. Reach out your hands toward them, and then he's going to come and teach the word tonight. So, Father, thank you so much uh, that the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And thank you, Lord, for ministry assignments and seasons. And I thank you for a 12 year season that they have fulfilled here. In a wonderful, rich, and fruitful way, thank you for faithful uh, earnest service in this in this field and Lord, as they are preparing and beginning the transition, I pray that you would open up that door god that that you see it you 're you're, you're speaking to their heart on this end I believe that you 're opening the door on the other end, and I just pray that all of it would come together just in a in a Beautiful way that we can see your hand, the sale of their house, the opening of a right place, a a home out there. And, Lord, that you just knit their hearts together with a a wonderful church family um, where you would lead them. And we just cover them with grace and peace and ask your blessing and favor to be upon them in rich, rich ways. We thank you and pray that you reward Reward the ministry here and launch him into a whole new, higher level of ministry even in this next season. We as a church family bless them tonight and call them blessed and thank you for your goodness to them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Will you welcome Pastor Hell on to teach tonight? <laughs> God bless you guys. Well,
0: how are you doing tonight? <laughs> You know, it's an awesome privilege to stand before my my home church and to hear Pastor Tim say words like that fulfills my heart. It's um in our our time of speaking to one another and and this dialogue with Pastor Sean and Pastor Tom, there's a scripture that comes to mind that, that talks to us about how can God give you what is yours if you have not been faithful over that which is in others. This house belongs to God, but it also belongs to you. You're a good man. And thank you. In times of ministry, in times of the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit, there are guidelines that you have to follow. There are certain things in Scripture that you have to follow, and that's the Spirit of God. But during that, there are things personally to you that are the core values of your own heart that are not negotiable. I have one wife that's not negotiable. And she makes sure of that, praise the Lord. But in times that I've been with you, the last four or five months, once a month, and The things that I've been ministering to you are things that I've dug out from my heart and my spirit concerning what is this dream that I was with you the last time or the summons of a king and and these things are, are personal for me but also applicable and transcendent because we believe all truth is transcendent and in this the last three months I've had devotionals and different things but I can't get out of the book of Genesis watching how God led Abraham and and Isaac and Jacob and their struggles and the guidelines that God placed on them to lead them to where they would be a blessing to others. And then there's a story that I began last time I was with you concerning the life of Joseph. And, and I had a shirt on of many colors. You remember that the last time? And, you know, I have this shirt on. I had to unplug it today to be able to, to bring, to come here today. And in that, there are things that you need to fulfill or you're never going to be satisfied. In all things, we can be content, but there are guidelines, and we believe around here to move you from where you are to where God wants you to be. And I ask you, where does God want you to be, and what guidelines are you using? Guidelines are, are, are boundaries to keep you on a path. If you if you walk on a path, there's there's usually cement blocks or little cobblestones or planters to get you from one point to the other. But I've seen many of you cut through the parking lot, walking on the grass. Don't don't do that. No, I'm kidding. But have you heard it said that good neighbors? Uh, to have good neighbors, you need to have good fences. They're boundaries to keep things in, but also to keep things out. Right. And in the life of Joseph, we're going to see some things here tonight. But I want to share this scripture with you in Proverbs chapter 4, 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. In the New Living Translation, it says, guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life. There's a course that God has set in motion for you and for me and for Meadowbrook Church. Kingdom builders, we're doing the special needs sunshine where if you haven't had the opportunity they're they're tearing up the kitchen over there. Things are moving. Things are moving forward because God has things for Meadowbrook Church to do, but you need to be a part of it. So what part, what part are you playing within these guidelines of Meadowbrook Church? We see throughout scripture the life of Joseph, and many of us have heard about Joseph. His father, Jacob, he had 10 older brothers and one younger brother named Benjamin. We see he had a coat of many colors, and in Genesis 37, it talks about that he was feeding the flock, but he saw something about his brothers, and he went back and he told his father, and then his father said, what is it that you're telling me? So he was coming back again to him with a coat of many colors, and they threw him in a pit. I would have stopped right about there. But they picked him out of the pit, they stripped him of his clothing, put blood on it, and then they sold him into slavery. Just right there, I may have had the opportunity to, to grumble a little bit, to get a little upset, maybe look at certain things and try to get back at people with, about what they had done to me, if they had done that to me. But Joseph didn't. And then we see here in Proverbs, again, 4.23, it says, to guard your heart. The issues of life come from it. It determines the course of your life. And I'm going to here talk a little bit about what happened during those times and bring out some guidelines. And as I say guidelines, I remember I was in Honduras, and I may have shared this with you before. We went to this great waterfall one of the last days that we were there, a big cascading thing. And there was a guide, and he said, follow me, we'd follow him, stay on this side of the rocks, and we'd stay on this side of the rocks. But there came to a place where the water got so misty you couldn't see. He said, there is a guide rope that you need to hang on to. And if you can't see me anymore, stay on the path and follow me the guideline that is there for you. What guides your life today? And today I'm going to bring out some principles concerning the guidelines that Joseph placed upon his heart that moved him from the pit to the palace. From the persecution to the promise. Today in your life, I want to tell you this, that God knows exactly where you are. And if you're in a pit, if you're in a problem, there is hope for you today. But what I want to tell you today, guard your heart, because it determines the course of your life. In Genesis 39, 4, it says here, So Joseph found favor in the sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, that all that he had was put under his authority. This is Potiphar for the bottom from slavery, and he saw good things in Joseph. Here's the guideline of your heart. Once God's favor is revealed to you, realize this, that there is a responsibility to serve and to work. You know how you spell ministry? W-O-R-K. I'll say that again. You know how you spell life? W-O-R-K. But when the favor of God is upon you, there's a distinction, a something different, an ingredient about you that's different from anybody else, and you'll be chosen Because you've honored God and he will show you his favor. In Romans 5.2 it says in the Message Bible that strength is for service, not status. So in this first guideline, remember this, that when God's favor is revealed to you, remember you have a responsibility to respond, to serve, and to work. In Genesis 39.6 it says this, thus he left all he had in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he expected for the bread which he ate. In other words, everything Joseph had was because Potiphar gave it to him. And Potiphar was not concerned about anything. All he knew about was the meals that he had in front of him. Here's a second guideline. When you are anointed or have favor, responsibility is always being coupled with trustworthiness. When God places you in a position to be blessed... And to be blessed with prosperity or influence. Sometimes if you're not careful, you can become lackadaisical and take things for granted. Because when you serve God, there's a responsibility to serve that is always coupled with trustworthiness. God has blessed you with children. Be trustworthy with them. God has blessed you with a marriage. When you used to say, God, I can't live without him or her now that you've been married, are you serving still one another or have you taken things for granted? Everyone smile on me. You look like you're looking at a a deer with a bunch of headlights or headlights at a deer, however that goes, you know. (laughs) Guidelines of the heart, responsibility is always coupled with being trustworthy. And we pick it up in Genesis 39, 7 through 8. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, lie with me. Uh, I don't need to explain that to you, do I? Okay. And it says this in verse 8, but he refused, say refused. refused, and he said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all things into my hand, going back to responsibility And then going back to trustworthiness, here's a guideline of the heart. When temptation comes, you and I must refuse, and we must speak to it, or it will continually speak to us. Can I get an amen, somebody? It's all right. I, I like dialogue. Praise the Lord. When temptation comes, we must refuse it. We cannot slack off. We cannot take things for granted or become ungrateful. We need to put a lot of effort into starting right, but we also need to put the same kind of effort into finishing strong. We cannot give ourselves permission to think certain things, to feel certain things, or we'll wind up doing certain things that will take us further than we want to go and cost us more than we want to pay. Case in point, Genesis 39, 9. It says, there is no greater one in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. In other words, you his place. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against who? Sin against who? The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, beholding the evil and the good. But the eyes of the Lord roam around all over the earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is right or loyal to him. I didn't say perfect, but I said loyal and faithful to God. If you messed up, fess up, get, conf- get redeemed, get cleansed, and come on, get back on the bandwagon and let's keep moving forward. Amen. But watch this. Here's a guideline of the heart. Be pure before God and faithful to your family. Understand that sin is not only done by you, but it affects those around you. But sin is also done in the presence of God. Remember we said that the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, beholding in the evil and the good. And this is not a condemnation, but this is an awareness of knowing that God is real, he is true, and he's faithful if you be faithful to him. But if you and I have missed it, thank God that the mercies of God are renewed every day. Thank God that every day, though the outward man is perishing, the inward man can be renewed every day. What does that mean? Seek him every day. Ask him to be with you every day. And if you've committed sin, ask God to forgive you. But we cannot live lackadaisical with sin. We must be pure before God. Genesis thirty-nine ten. 30, nine, 10. It says this. And it was so as she spoke to Joseph day By day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or be with her. Here's a guideline of the heart. Temptation will speak to you or it will continue every day, day by day, or you need to speak to it. In 1 Peter 4.12, it tells us this. Beloved, don't think it's strange that something strange has come upon you when it comes to try you. Sometimes we say, You know, I I must be doing something wrong because the devil is attacking me. You may be doing everything right and the devil's still attacking you. We do like to talk about the benefit of the blessings of God, and I do too. But guess what? We are in warfare. And I don't mean you need to shout at the ceiling or anything like that. I don't mean to get crazy or weird, as Pastor Tim tells us. But there is a spiritual attack or a warfare that happens and temptation comes. The Bible says it's little... Fiery darts the enemy throws at you. Watch this. Even Jesus in Luke chapter 4, Jesus was tempted by the devil and the devil left him for another opportune time. In 1 Samuel seventeen sixteen, it says this, that the children of Israel are on one side of the valley and the Philistines were on the other side of the valley. And for 40 days, the Philistine giant would come down to the valley and provoke the armies of Israel. How many of you know that the enemy will try to provoke you? Uh, Pastor Tim here recently said, every day the offense bus will come to your front door and go beep, beep, and go, hey, come on, let's go. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about, guys. I know some of you. You've come to my office and talked to me. No, I'm just teasing. The guidelines of the heart is Temptation will speak to you again and again, so you must speak to it. We have seen guidelines thus far about responsibilities coupled with trustworthiness. God's favor has responsibility and servant function. Temptation must be refused, and we must stay pure before God. Temptation has a voice, and you must have a voice also. We pick it up again in 39 verse verse 10, and it says, And she spoke to him day by day, but he would not listen to her. To lie beside her or be with her. But one day, everyone say one day. One day day when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there in the house. She caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. I remember one time before I was married, uh, we were praying for some people and back then we wore ties, right? You know, now we wear wild shirts. But before I got here, and then uh, I was praying for this lady. And, I, and as soon as I got done, she touched my tongue. And she goes, Pastor, I'd like to talk to you after service. I didn't sit there, stand there and pray with her. I didn't stand there and try to counsel her. I said, excuse me, I'll see you later. Boom, I was gone. The Bible says this, flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust. And what's the guideline here? The guideline of the heart is this. Be careful who you're alone with. I'll say that again. Be careful who you're alone with. Don't be sending inappropriate sexting texts to people. Don't be hanging out with people that are not your wife guys. Uh, can I Maybe I'll talk to this side over here. <laughs> Guidelines of the heart. Pastor Tim gave a great message many years ago concerning men's high call called Bounce." When your eyes all bounce, all bounce, and get around some guys, it'll cast that thing out of you in Jesus' name. (laughs) Guidelines of the heart. Here is a, a thing that happened that we know, that she began to speak to her husband. And what happened was she began to lie about him and talk to her husband Potiphar negatively, maliciously, and said, "This one that you brought into our house has caused us uh, shame and, and ridicule." And and then it says that when Potiphar heard this, his anger was kindled. And here we pick it up in Genesis 39:19 through 20. It says, "As soon as his master heard these words that his wife spoke to him." This is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled and Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners confined, and he was there in prison. It doesn't say that he sent men. It says that he himself took him. You know what I was reading this, you know what I took out of this? You know what I didn't see? I didn't hear the voice of Joseph. There are some times that you need to be still and let God defend you and rather than you trying to defend yourself. There are times that there are situations that are out of your control. You get fired because of somebody else. Somebody accuses you of something. And I'll share this and I was engaged before I was with my wife referring to we were engaged. Christian lady, forgiveness came but there was an accusation of me that she was pregnant from me and that she had an abortion from me because I had broken up with her. How many of you know I would try to defend myself? (laughs) You know what the Lord told me? If you try to defend yourself, you won't be able to do it. And this young woman at the time, I think she still is. I'm 50, so maybe not. She's not a young woman anymore. But she was the senior pastor's nanny. And I worked on staff there. And it was just a matter of time where the truth came out, but everything in me wanted to defend myself. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Somebody looks at your cross like, what? There are times that you must not defend yourself. Only God can defend you. In Matthew 26, 3, it says that when Jesus came before the Sanhedrin and the high priest, it says this, that Jesus spoke not a word and he held his peace. If you would just shut this portion of your face. Maybe I can talk to this side now. If you would just shut this portion of your face, right, and say, Lord, you defend me. Truth will be revealed. So there are times you cannot defend yourself. You must be at peace. The Bible tells us, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Bible says that God will fight for you. The Bible also talks about watch and pray and see what God will do. See what God will do. It's not new to me. But, I mean, it's not original with me. I just heard a great man say that a few times. So see what God will do. And as we continue to close here, and a few more guidelines. In Genesis 39, 21, it says this, but the Lord was with Joseph. He's in prison now. And God showed him his steadfast, what does it say there? Love. Love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. You ever felt like you were by yourself? And I felt by myself during that situation that I told you. But I just sensed God's unending love for me, that he would be there for me, that I just kept my mouth shut and kept these emotions and and guidelines. The Bible says that a fool vents all that is in his heart. I didn't want to be a fool, but I felt like a fool because I wasn't defending myself. I thought, oh, they're going to fire me, what's going to happen to me, this and that and the other, the small groups that I was a part of, and all these different things. And then what happens there in this scripture The guidelines of the heart is that God will show you his love in the middle of all hell breaking loose. Peter denied Jesus three times. Three times. And on resurrection Sunday, if you will, I don't know if it was Sunday, but on the resurrection day, the women were there. And he told Mary, go tell the disciples and Peter that I have risen. The Lord will make sure that when you're going through something and you've dropped the ball or you haven't dropped the ball, that he wants to just reveal his steadfast love as he showed it to Joseph here. Joseph hadn't done anything. He was trying to serve God. This woman lied about him, and guess what? He was in prison, and how many of you know that you may have given up by that time? I would have too, but hey, God showed him favor and showed him his steadfast love. And then what happens? He becomes the leader of this jail, and you know the story. But then one time, these two men come in, the cupbearer and the baker. I remember it, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. No, wait a minute, that's a nursery rhyme. But two guys come in there, right? And they have this dream. What's up, Arnold? (laughs) And what happens here is this, that he interprets the dream for the baker. He says, you're going to be hung. And the cupbearer, he told them, you're going to be restored to a position that you were before. And this is what he said to them. Remember me when you are restored to your position. And we pick it up here in verse 40, in chapter 40, verse 22 through 23. But he hanged the chief baker, and Joseph had interpreted to them, yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but what? forgot him. Has anyone ever made you a promise and broke it? Or they forgot you? Here's the guideline of the heart here. Don't get bitter or jaded when you are seemingly forgotten by those that have promised you something. The Bible says, do all work as unto the Lord. And when you keep him first, God will take care of you. Here around Meadowbrook Church with staff, Pastor Tim always says that his mandate with the staff is to maintain the spiritual staff. And he says, my main ministry is my spiritual progress. This is how I take it. My main ministry is to keep my heart right no matter what is happening because God keeps the books. No, listen. My ministry is to keep my heart right before God and people because God keeps the books. In this thing... Joseph had the opportunity to get jaded because he was forgotten. But what? He knows that God kept the books. Because it goes on to say here in chapter 41 of Genesis 16, it says, Joseph answered favor. I'm sorry. Uh, What happened here is that the guideline is don't get bitter or get jaded. So what happens is the the cupbearer goes back and he forgets him. And he picks it up here in Genesis 41, 16. Joseph answered, it is not me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. What is he saying here? Because remember, Pharaoh had a dream. He talked about fat calves and thin calves, and he talked about stalks that were bustling and stalks that were skinny, but no one could interpret the dream. And then the cupbearer remembered Joseph. If God keeps the books, in one moment, he can change somebody's heart to remember you and the promises that someone stole from you. God can restore it in an instant. God can restore it in an instant. When all things, all odds seem against all favor, that's the time that God can work powerful miracles in your favor. But when we look at the percentages that are so far against us, we're more focused on the problem than we are on the promise. Let's stay focused on the promise. I've given you a lot of things, and if you can take out One thing out of all this that I've been trying to tell you tonight is this, that you are never alone, and you are never without help. No matter what you've been going through, you might feel heavy, alone, isolated. Maybe you've been jaded, but you are never alone, and you are never without help. God is with you, and he is for you. Who can be against you? Though a thousand may fall at my side, and you know the stories, you know the scriptures, but deep down on the inside, do you not just know it here, or do you really know it in here? Deep down in your soul and your spirit, do you really believe that God is with you? I'm going to ask you tonight to do something for me. I want you to really search your heart. And if you found yourself somewhere in Joseph's story, but you missed it, I know I have. God can restore you in an instant what it might take a counselor years to do. I believe in counselors. I believe in Christian counselors. I believe in pastoral care. I believe in reading scripture. I believe in the renewing of the mind. But God can do in a moment when all odds are against you. He can shift. You know that the Bible says? That the hand of God is in the heart of the king to turn it as he wills. This powerful God took his finger, the Bible says, and he coursed the rivers. He flung the stars. He created Adam and breathed into him, and he became a living being. This this God that we serve knows exactly where you are and knows how to get you out. He can help you through anything, but it first starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't know me from Adam. You know, you've heard that statement. But know this much, that I believe that God can heal you right where you're sitting, I believe when you're sleeping, he can give you sweet sleep and dreams and give you wisdom in a dream and all of a sudden wake up and give an answer that is beyond you. We still serve this miracle working God. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He's full of love and mercy, but he's also full of guidelines. So if you're outside the boundary, get back in and it will be well with you. So search your heart today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you ever so much for this awesome opportunity that I've had to share with my brothers and sisters. But somehow with this word that you've placed in my heart to share with them, they found themselves connected somewhere outside the scope of your guidelines. I pray now for them that you would heal them and restore them and inspire hope in them and give them direction and above all else that they will know that it's you that has been the source of this, that it's you, Holy Spirit, working in their lives and their marriages with their children. Renew hope in them. Restore faith in them. Let them arise, Father God, from their bed of affliction, whatever that is. Be merciful to them like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say to you guys this. Para mi familia hispana. Muchísimas gracias por todos los que han hecho en mi vida. Ha sido un privilegio para ministrar con ustedes, para alcanzar mucha gente que ha venido. Aquí llorando con gente, traducción, celebración. Hemos llorado, hemos avanzado, hemos salvado almas por Cristo y para Él sea la gloria. To the people in the prison ministry how we came into different prisons, and and now we're in a life row in Lowell Prison. I want to say thank you. It's been an awesome serving with you during Serve Week. From an idea where thousands of people come to serve community, being in schools and watching little kids that no one wants to talk to and sitting with them, and hugging them and showing them the love of God when everything in me wants to repel because they smell bad. But the love of God and serving with you, going into nursing homes and going on missions trips and, and just greeting one another. And bags by the bumpers and, and all these things. All these things have grown because of the structure and the creative order. But it's happened because of vision good leadership, and people like you. We're not done. We're not done until we die or he comes and we fly. We're not done, but it's been an honor and a privilege serving with you, working together, laying our hand to the plow and moving forward for the kingdom of God. Too much is given, much is required. Sometimes ministry is work. But God's grace is sufficient for all of us. Meadowbrook Church is launching a site. Sunshine, the special needs, kingdom builders. There are things that are happening. And, I, and Pastor Tim asked me one time, why would you want to leave? And I said, there's two things, of, two reasons why I want to believe I'm called, not leave. One, I want to be obedient to the calling and the prompting of God that won't go away. You won't leave me alone. So I want to be obedient. And the second thing is I don't want to wake up one morning and have regret for not obeying in the first place. So thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook
1: Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBCOcala.